Welcome inside the Hill City Highlights podcast, a podcast about the people of Lynchburg for the people of Lynchburg. Now, here's your host, Alan York. Welcome back inside our Hill City Highlights podcast edition number two. Last week. It's the Hill City Highlights podcast, baby. It's soon to be powered potentially by Alcova Mortgage. Bang. We'll see. Last week, we had Nadine Blakely with Remax, and I thought, let's bring in a local lender. And we're going to be joined by Joe Yock, who has an extensive background uh, in a lot of things. And Joe just wanted to get to know you a little bit. Uh, tell us about where you're from, uh, where you grew up, and then we'll get into your college football days in North Carolina. Oh, that's uh, that could be a long story, but I'll give you the much abbreviated version of it. Really grew up in Northern Virginia, just outside of D.C., uh, Vienna, Virginia. Um, went to high school at James Madison High School, go Warhawks. And uh, and then uh, ended up at the at the University of North Carolina to to play a little football during Mac Brown's uh, first stint there. I was in Mac Brown's first recruiting class at UNC back when he's I think he was 36 years old when he took the job at UNC as a young young head coach, and I uh, was in his very first recruiting class there. I went to Carolina football camp in the summer of 1990. Wow. Uh, Carl Torbush was on the yeah. staff. Mac Brown was in either year one or two. Um, it was great. Um, yeah. What attracted you to Chapel Hill? Well, I bet I probably, I bet I probably did some drill work at that football camp. I remember they used awesome. to bring us back, bring us back for the summer. So that would have been my my junior year at UNC, and uh, we used to come out. Coach Jim Cavanaugh, who went on to Virginia Tech and stayed there for years, was my position coach, and he used to bring me out to do drill work, but. Uh, what attracted me, what, what, what can't attract you to UNC, I guess is the question. Um, yeah, UNC was just a beautiful place. Uh, my brother was actually playing football there at the time. Uh, he was, uh, we played together one year. He was a senior when I was a freshman. Um, I just loved the campus, loved, uh, the, the, uh, social aspect of UNC, the academically it was just top notch as you could get. Um, and it, it, just fell in love with the with the Carolina Blue and and you know I think a big part of UNC is you know they always the, the thing the saying now within the recruiting circles is it's not a four year decision it's a forty year decision and uh, so I think what they're the, what UNC does is they don't just talk about family they they really live it out and people take care of each other uh, the network of people that you gain and the relationships that you gain after after your college career is over was was really phenomenal and so everybody's still so close just a very chapel hill is a very tight-knit community and a and a great university and i was you know proud to play there proud to graduate from there and and still go back to catch as many football games as i can when when liberty obviously isn't playing at home and uh yeah it's it, it was just a great place what positions did you play on the gridiron I played wide receiver in high school. I played defensive back and, and wide receiver. Got recruited by some schools to play uh, defensive back. Uh, I was recruited by Clemson to play defensive back, but I really wanted to to play uh, wide receiver, and uh, and that was obviously my. Once I got to Carolina, I spent four years at, at wide receiver, and then another five playing in the CFL, the Canadian Football League, um, for five years at at wide receiver also. Take us back, Joe, to one game, maybe two, that you still think about today being involved in at North Carolina. Our fans that listen to this podcast or watch it, 
may remember that game. Is there one that kind of sticks out with your time with the Tar Heels? Yeah, that one's easy, um, especially with what's coming up to, for them to kick off the season, and that is uh, South Carolina. We played South Carolina at South Carolina. I think it was 89 maybe, and then 90 we had them back. It was either 90 or 91. We had them back in Chapel Hill. And Natron Means, who was a great tailback for Carolina and then went on the NFL to have a great career, took San Diego Chargers of the Super Bowl back in the early 90s. And Natron was our tailback, took the ball down to about the 15-yard line. And uh, and then it was – I think the score was 17-14 South Carolina at the time. And we had a quarterback by the name of Jason Stanisak out of, out of Chicago, Illinois, and became a really good player at UNC and was a freshman, true freshman, and like I said, I think it was my junior year, and ran a little post-corner route in the corner of the end zone, went over top of the defender, made the catch, back corner pylon, and brought it in and uh, put us up 21-17, and that ended up being the final score. So the catch a winning touchdown against South Carolina and Chapel Hill was, was a great experience for me personally. How about the game coming up to start the year this year? Are you going to it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got to do the uh, – I'll be doing the Liberty – uh, since we're not doing the broadcast uh, for this first game, Liberty was willing Bowling Green to be doing the pregame show for Liberty, and then after that's done, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the Liberty game and then uh, hop in a hop in a car and the, the college game days at in Charlotte uh, games at Bank of America Stadium where the Panthers play, and so it doesn't start till 7:30. So I'm gonna watch the Liberty game, hop in a car, and get down there in time to to watch the Heels take on the Gamecocks. Uh, exciting, exciting opening weekend uh, for college football. Joined by Joe Yock with Alcoba Mortgage, our guest here on the Hill City Highlights podcast, episode number two. Uh, you mentioned your time in the CFL. Uh, take us into that. Obviously, the rules a little bit different in the Canadian Football League, but uh, yeah. what did you glean from that and uh, spending five years uh, up there north of the border? Yeah, CFL is oh, – what a great game. It's just – I love especially as a receiver, you know, the motion rules where you can have uh, uh, the – all the receivers can be in motion at the same time. It really gives receivers advantage. The wider field, field's 15 yards wider. Uh, the end zones are deeper, 10 yards deeper than the college or NFL uh, fields. And so it really opens up the game offensively, just gives so much more space for the receivers and doesn't condense the red zone down so much because of the longer end zone. So as a receiver, uh, you couldn't ask for, for more. And it was just a really fun league. The league's been around forever, been around longer than the NFL. Um, so I just enjoyed my, my time there. My dad was a head coach. Uh, my dad is, you know, hopefully getting ready to be inducted in the CFL hall of fame as the fifth all time winningest coach in the history of the CFL. Uh, so he was actually a head coach in Saskatchewan while I was playing in, in Hamilton for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And, uh, a funny story. I went, uh, to get ready for practice one day and, and the equipment manager came to me and said, coach wants to see you in the office. And so it's in Hamilton and, so I went in to see Coach Suds in the office, and he said, hey, just want to let you know that I traded you. And I said, traded me? <laughs> traded me? He said, uh, yeah, we traded you. I said, well, where'd you trade me to? He said, your dad just traded to you for you in Saskatchewan. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay. And so my pops made a, made a trade for me. Um, I think he got a box of tape for it. That was about it. And uh, and I ended up in Saskatchewan and uh, and had a fun time there. And then played a year and a half. He actually retired after that year and a half. And then I signed up the Montreal Alouettes in the uh, in uh, the CFL. They had Montreal had just expanded back into Montreal and been there since 1982. And so 
that was a really fun year. So overall experience in Canada was, was, was a fun one. Joined by Joe Yock with our COVID mortgage. And we're going to get more into Joe's uh, broadcasting career and the mortgage lending industry and uh, why it's so important to Alcova and what Joe does in the Lynchburg area. Read a Facebook post on your Facebook page, Joe, about your dreams wanting to be a broadcaster growing up. Yeah. Uh, and you're getting to dabble in that a little bit. Uh, you spend some time with uh, Jones Angel and the Carolina Radio Network. Obviously, your uh, accomplishments with Liberty Football here uh, with Matt Warner on ESPN Plus uh, speaks for itself. Uh, what about broadcasting? Um, do you enjoy and tell us about those dreams as a younger kid and maybe some of the broadcasters you followed growing up. You know, it's funny. It is funny how you have dreams of doing. I always you know, wanted to be a broadcaster, went to, to Carolina, got my degree in radio, television, and motion pictures with a focus on sports broadcasting and, and just really wanted to do that. And then obviously my football career led me into, into the CFL for five years. I got married, my last year, uh, my wife and I in Montreal, and and then soon after that, we had our first child, Jared, and uh, and it was like, whoa! I didn't have really time to climb the the broadcasting ladder and being able to you know start out low somewhere and then try to work my way up uh, because obviously with a young family needed to needed to make some money and had gotten a job coaching at Liberty for a couple of years, but never ever after I settled in the mortgage business in two thousand. Did I think, well, that that ship has sailed and there's no way I'll ever do broadcasting. But it's funny how, you know, the Lord works things out and I'm very extremely thankful back in 2018 uh, when Casey Spiron came to me. Casey and I had been in Sunday school class together and he came to me in 2018 and and asked me for potentially an audition to be able to do this. And I was blown away by that. Didn't think it had been so long that I could even do it. And you know, long story short, thankful for Matt Warner and and the folks over at Liberty for just opening up the door for me to have the opportunity to do it. Um, it was funny, like my first game against Old Dominion back in 2018. It was like put a microphone in my hand. I didn't realize how difficult this was, and so it, it took me a few. Matt was very understanding and hung in there with me, so it took me a while to get it under my belt and uh, figure out you know how to make it entertaining, and hopefully we. We, Matt does a great job. I think Matt, Matt, and yourself too, Alan, both of you guys are two of the best that there is out there. And, and uh, it's been an absolute pleasure working beside him. And then, and then obviously, you know, my, my, to be able to do a Carolina game, got the opportunity to do the app state game last year, which was a 64, 61 game. I believe that was the final score. Crazy game. Insane. It was my first game with Carolina Jones, Angel, Jones, Angel, obviously done national championship games for Carolina basketball and, and is is legendary voice of of UNC sports and and uh, to be able to do that and got to do the Virginia game. So overall, the broadcasting thing is really what where what my passion is and what I really love. And and uh, um, it has been an absolute pleasure to be have the opportunity to have the doors opened up to some wonderful people to to work alongside. Joe Yock with Alcoba Mortgage, our guest, episode two of the Hill City Highlights podcast. I want to go back uh, to something you said, uh, mentioned you worked a little bit for a couple of years as an assistant coach at Liberty. Uh, yeah. Who did you work under and how did that come about? Yeah, I worked for um, on Sam Ritigliano. So Coach Sam was um, obviously legendary Liberty coach, uh, legendary NFL coach, came from the Cleveland Browns. He was a coach of the year in the NFL. 
one year and um, uh, un- great, great man, great football coach. I uh, knew a guy my brother played with by the name of Derek Donald, who was working at Liberty at the time. And and I was still playing the CFL. My wife and I just got married and uh, I was working out over there, spending a lot of time in the football office, getting to know the staff and and just hanging around a lot. And it was one of those things where I really wanted to get into coaching. My dad was a coach. And basically, I showed up at the door before anybody got there. Sam would be the first one there to open the door up. And I'd be there waiting just to listen and learn in the staff meetings. And after the persistence of doing that, um, he uh, offered me the the restricted earnings. Back then, they called the restricted earnings job. And I did that and really enjoyed it. They didn't have a full-time position to open up. So I went to William Campbell High School, coached basketball there and taught PE and um, did that for a year and a half. And uh and then coach was defensive coordinator for the high school team there at William Campbell. And, and then that Liberty had a full-time position open up at the running back spot. Um, coach Mack had retired and, and coach Sam called me up and offered me that, that job. And, and then, uh, and then, you know, from there we uh, uh, did that for a year and then coach Sam retired. And as I like to say, we retired along with them, but we all got fired. <laughs> And then you continued on uh, here in the area with the uh, mortgage lending business. Um, so you were in Lynchburg before the Liberty opportunity, or did you come to, to Lynchburg because of the football opportunity? Yeah, really shortly. My wife's from, from Lynchburg. And so um, back in 96, when we got married, um, I spent a little bit of time here and uh, then went to Montreal, married in April and went to Montreal in June. And then I uh, came back, uh, obviously, and settled down here for been here since well, 96 after the football season. Been here ever since. Well, big part of this podcast, Joe, uh, as our listeners are and watchers uh, on uh, YouTube are starting to glean, is that I want to pull the curtain back between uh, leaders in our community and get to know about their businesses that they're involved in and why it's so vital in the Lynchburg and surrounding area uh, to learn more about it. Uh, like we mentioned last week, we had a real estate agent on. And this week, I do want to talk about the lending business. How did you get involved in it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, what, a, what a blessing this has been. It's one of the best moves that I could have ever made. Um, I still got to coach football at LCA with Frank Rocco for years and do volunteer there. So I got to be able to do that. But the lending side of things, my my uncle actually owned a, a company called West Star Mortgage and said, hey, we want to expand to that. Central Virginia area. He said, yeah, I think you'd be really good at doing this. We'd like to have a branch there and, and had zero experience in all I knew was football and uh, zero experience doing it. And he said, but I think, I believe you could do it, do a good job at it. So I had a wife, two kids, two young kids, three and one year old at the time. And I came with a fax machine and a computer in my basement, turned that thing on and had no idea what to do. And just started building relationships one by one. Uh, met a realtor at the time by the name of Jackie Kramer, who uh, was putting a sign in the yard and and said, I probably should talk to her. She's a realtor. And went up and talked with Jackie and Jackie pointed me to some other realtors and just, you know, really did it the old fashioned way. Alan, to be honest with you, is wasn't a lot of advertising, wasn't a lot of, you know, uh, flair and fluff. It was just get to know people and build relationships with people and earn their trust and do one loan and then have that person refer you to their friend or their family because they trust you and took good care of them. And it just continued to build and build. And 
and uh, stayed with Westar. Westar Michael ended up selling Westar to J.G. Wentworth Home Lending, stayed with J.G. Wentworth. J.G. Wentworth got bought by Freedom Mortgage. So I never really moved companies until recently where, you know, I felt as if a lot of people move around in this business. Um, I wanted to be loyal to to the company, but it was felt as if it was the right time to make one move. And I did a lot of homework, a lot of research. A lot of companies wanted our branch to be able to be a part of their company. And the bottom line was we came across Alcova Mortgage and Alcova was a stand up a company as we could have possibly asked for, asked for from a service standpoint, from an integrity standpoint, a company that was started by three buddies that went high school together, uh, together. Alcova stands for Allegheny County, Virginia. And it's three guys from Allegheny County, Virginia that came together and formed a great company. And so they really stood for the values of what, what we stand for here at our Lynchburg branch. And, and the, they, they did their, they built their business on relationships and service. And so we tried to, we tried to do the same and have really, really been blessed to be a part of this company uh, for the past year. It's just been over a year now. In fact, it's a year this month. So uh, the mortgage business has been an incredible journey. The thing I love, Alan, that I love about it the most is you coach football, you meet football people. And that's pretty much your circle of friends and who you hang around. My dad was a coach. And so I was always around football people. You get in the mortgage business, you meet everybody from every walk of life. You meet blue collar people, you meet doctors and lawyers and whoever it may be. And everybody's trying to live the American dream of home ownership. And to be able to meet all the different people from all the walks of life is, has been the friendships that we've gained, the relationships we've gained through that has been probably the most fulfilling part of the job and watching, you know, people get into live the American dream, get into their dream home or, or just starting out with their first home whatever it may be. So it, it has been, a, it's been a fun 23 years and to meet a lot of different personalities and build a lot of really great relationships. Joined by Joe Yock with Alcova Mortgage, our Hill City Highlights podcast, episode number two. Uh, dive in 30,000 foot view or go to the tarmac if you want to, Joe, on mortgage lending. And there's different um, loans that prospective home buyers can get and um, are you lending just for real estate or is it personal property? And just kind of educate the fans on your kind of your day to day and how you do your job. Sure. You know, really, it's residential homes is yeah. is where our focus is. Um, yeah, we I, I think people think of mortgages and you think, oh, you, know, you go online, you fill out some information and you go to a mega company that has got a guy who's sitting in a call center somewhere in Michigan and his job is to get through and good for them. Get through as many calls as you, as you can and try to do as many loan applications as you can. But you know, buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions that you'll make in your life. And you have the opportunity either to lose a lot of money through that or potentially gain a lot of money. The good news is in the Lynchburg area the appreciation values of homes have, have risen drastically and it's a great local market here. When you get a mortgage, you have to look into each and every person's individual situation. Are they a first time home buyer? How much down payment do they have? What is their credit score? Because people think, Hey, I just want a 30 year mortgage. That's it. Well, is a conventional loan best for you? Is an FHA loan best for you? Is a USDA loan best for you? Is a VHDA loan best for you? There are so many different loan programs that are available out there. It's about 
looking at each individual situation and saying, okay, here's the best program for your current situation that is going to allow you to capitalize the most on building wealth. Because ultimately, obviously the home is the place you want to live. You want to raise your family. You, you know, you want to be comfortable, all those things. But the other side, the financial side of it is owning your home is one of the best ways for wealth building. That's just the bottom line. And so part of that wealth building is making sure that you are in the right mortgage to make sure that you're gaining as much equity as possible, as much money towards your principal. Mortgage insurance is a huge factor into decision-making and mortgages. So we really try to sit down with people and figure out what is their unique circumstance and what is best for them that is going to help them financially create the most wealth. And from start to finish, when you start talking to prospective clients, to uh, seeing the finish line um, of closing, is there a typical time frame? Uh, and I'm really dumbing this down for those that may not yeah. know about the mortgage lending industry. Um, or is it just different from person to person, couple to couple? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously everybody's situation is different. And from, from some people need credit repair. Some people take six months to be able to, hey, I could get you a loan now, but it's, your interest rate is going to be ridiculous. Right, why don't we just take three, four, five, six months in order to get your credit score up where you can get a much better deal? So it all depends on what people's sense of urgency is. Some, somebody's on a contract. You have a real estate agent bring somebody to you as a referral, and you're able to get do the loan application. It goes under contract. We want to get that closed within 30 days. Um, and sometimes some things we pride ourselves on our systems here and how well efficiently run our systems are where we can do it quicker than 30 days. Um, some people are, are a little bit more under the gun. Uh, sometimes it helps them. Somebody else is paying interest on that property. So the sooner they can close, the less interest they have to pay on the property. So yeah, there's all kinds of factors, but each situation is unique, but it is good to be a part of a company that runs things efficiently in order to make sure that we meet closing times and help, you know, most importantly, build relationships with the client first, but also build relationships with local realtors here, whether you earn their trust, where where you're able to take care of their clients first and foremost. Going by Joe Yock with Alcova Mortgage. A final thought on, on your career, Joe, for prospective uh, clients of yours that come across your name, your company, and call you to start the conversation. Any tips for them, uh, legwork that they need to do to make your job easier so when they do call you, you ask them, do you have this? Yep, I've got this. So what do they need to make and streamline it? Uh, not quicker, but just make the process easier for you because you're going to ask them questions that, man, I hope they have this when they do give me a call. Yeah, I mean, what we try to do more than anything, Alan, is we try to make the process easy for them. Now, for me to sit here and say that buying a home is an easy process just isn't true. And buying a home is an important decision. You're going to get looked Your finances are going to get looked at. We look at bank statements. We look at pay stubs. We look at W-2s. We look at job history. We look at credit history. We looked at credit inquiries. You can just go down the list. You need appraisal done on the property. You need inspections done on the property. So it's, it's really all about putting people, whether that is title companies, real estate agents, appraisers, the borrower, inspectors, everybody jumps in this boat together and it's trying to be able to row the boat in sync. And I think that is the biggest part of it is to 
explain to your clients up front that you're a big part of this and you gathering your information and getting that information to us in an efficient manner is only going to help you as one major cog in the wheel. And so what we really like to do in terms of our process is we have a link that we I can text them directly that link. They go in there, fill out a full application. They can download up to all their documents into that. And that way I'm able to look at it and make an educated, uh, some educated opinions on what is the best mortgage loan for them in their current situation. So we do a really good job with the technology here at Alcova to try to make it as simple and as efficient as possible. So the borrower is able to, to get the right loan program that best suits them. Joined by Joe Yock with Alcova Mortgage, part of our Hill City Highlights podcast episode two, as he shares a little bit about his career uh, in football and the mortgage lending industry. I really appreciate you uh, sharing some of those jewels with your career, Joe. I do want to go back to uh, what you're doing currently, maybe outside of your day-to-day with your Yacht Talk shirt you have on right now. Yeah. And the Liberty Flames Central podcast, which is really popular with you and Matt Warner and Emily Austin, uh, dear friends of ours with Liberty Flames. Uh, And you started a, a really cool phenomenon when you do have these guests on the podcast of uh, promoting Alcova Mortgage with the <laughs> mug and having them look in the camera and say, this Flame Central podcast powered by Alcova Mortgage. How did that all come about on that on that podcast? Well, hold on one second. I'll be right back. Hold on. Oh, yeah. There it is right there. Look at those. Look there at those the three mug. great American patriots mug. right there. Who's it's the first a- person that you got to tout that for you? I can't remember who the... Who the first? Who was the first one to do that? You know, we had some early guests on there, and um, yeah. you know, Richie McKay was on there pretty early on. Um, so yeah, we we what Alcova what Alcova has done is you know really try to invest into Liberty Athletics, and so we do a big sponsorship with them, Liberty Athletics. Obviously, you do radio ads for us, and and uh, and so we just sponsored the podcast, and they said, you know, if you have you can't just have a sponsor. And you just can't say this is brought to you by Alcova Mortgage. These podcasts, whatever you're doing, it needs to be powered. It's all about being powered. Right. So we came up with the term powered by Al- Alcova Mortgage. So, um, yeah, and then then I just decided to get the – well, there was the original. I don't, I don't have one here, but the original Yacht Talk mug uh, was the first one to come out. And then I said, well, you know, we got to get – I mean, that's such a solid crew right there. We got to put that that crew on a mug and, and then – do the Flame Central podcast powered by Alcova Morgan. So the podcast has been a ton of fun. We really enjoy it. You know, Matt and Emily are great. They're the best. And so we just, we have a really good time and it's, and it's great. If you're a Liberty athletics fan and well, not just football or basketball, just athletics fan in general, overall, we've had some, some great guests from, from all kinds of sports and really cover all the sports of Liberty athletics. And so we just like to have a lot of fun and, and hope, hopefully people enjoy watching it. Yeah. It's one of my go-tos on my podcast every Monday. <laughs> Uh, tease, did y'all do one yesterday? No, no, it just, you know, it's really, really tragic to hear the, the, the sad news of Taj Boyd who passed away for on the football team, the freshman offensive line football player. So our prayers go out to him and his family and, and just an awful, awful say, hate to see anybody have to go through that. So we just sort of, you know, put things on hold right now for this week and let the football team, you know, wrap their, wrap their hearts and their arms around, you know, Taj and his family and, and 
you know, and, and help them deal with a very difficult situation right now. Yeah, I definitely understood. Our uh, well wishes and prayers go out to the Liberty Flames Athletics Department, Liberty University, uh, with the loss of Charles Boyd uh, this week. Uh, when it comes to game day, Joe, we've got about eight minutes left. Uh, yeah. What's your um, your wheelhouse? Like, you get to use a telestrator, and yeah. when the camera is on you or in the midst of a game, what do you really enjoy about broadcasting a game and what what uh really just gets you energized you know i think more than anything alan as i said i i grew up around football you know i've got three older brothers and we my dad obviously i've said many times as a coach so football was us i mean it was the yacht boys we're undefeated the yacht boys i believe i believe this to be true the yacht yacht boys are undefeated to this day in any neighborhood football game whatsoever and so we pretty much mopped up everybody growing up and we may not be able to move like we used to these days, but I think we probably still bring home the title if anybody wants to challenge us. Uh, so no, I think more than anything, it was, uh, you know, passion for the game and just love what football is, love what it represents, love to watch the athleticism and, and the, you know, the great players, the great team, the, the chess match of, of the game. And I really like the, 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 to analyze it. And just see, you know, from being raised by a coach, you you understand sort of the ins and outs of the game and and what to look for and the momentum and a feel and uh, you know it really just a passion for the game. I think what really gets me fired up to ask, ask your question is just those big moments and seeing big plays made and seeing not only the players make them, but also how did it come about? You know, what was the scheme? What was the idea behind what they were trying to do and the influence of how coaches set up plays and you run certain plays to set up other plays and, and uh, to be able to take advantage of defensive or offensive situations, blitzes and coverages and, and quarterback thoughts and, you know, all, all the way across the board. And, and so it's, it is just a, it's always been my passion. Um, and I just love, especially college football. And it, it, it really is, it's fun being in the booth. And like you said, once again, with a guy like Matt Warner is the same way himself. It, it, it's an enjoyable experience. You mentioned you love college football, Joe. Uh, for those around Lynchburg that do know you as a friend and a business colleague, pickleball is close to your heart <laughs> as well. So we're going to wrap things up. Got about five and a half minutes. Uh, pickleball, when did you first pick it up, pun intended? And when people bring up pickleball, um, I mention you immediately uh, as, as the king of Lynchburg and the surrounding area of pickleball. So why pickleball and where did you uh, start your love for it? Oh, my goodness. We may need more than five minutes for this, but I'll try to wrap it up in, in, in the five minutes. Um, I had a good friend of mine that I played with football with in Montreal by the name of Joe Krolik. He played University of Washington, won a national championship there in early 90s. And uh, he was from Washington where pickleball started. And I'd never played ever. And I had my wife and I bought a house here in Lynchburg and it had an old tennis court on it. And so it was, I didn't play tennis growing up, didn't, wasn't interested in it. And, uh, and it just sat there and sort of got dilapidated. And my wife looked at me one day and said, you either do something with that court or blow it up and plant grass. And uh, so Joe had said to me, you should try pickleball. Didn't know what pickleball was, never played it. But anyways, long story short, ended up resurfacing the tennis court and turning it into pickleball courts. I never played ever. 
did never watched a video. It almost came purposeful after we started doing the courts. Until the courts were done, I hadn't seen a paddle, hadn't seen a ball. And I had a, a good friend of mine by the name of Doug Smith, who was my neighbor. And he's an older guy in his, in his early 70s and, and said, hey, I love playing pickleball. So he came over, showed me how to play. And we started, we started playing. And then, uh, and then people just honestly started coming out of the woodwork. Um, and we formed what is called the JPL, the Yacht Pickleball League. And, uh, and it has to take, has say that the words taken off as an understatement. Um, we're on season seven coming up right now. We've got two divisions, uh, that we play in and then they play for the championship, uh, the silverback cup it's called. And then we've got all kinds of committees and I've got a VP of internal operations. We got a membership committee, a competition committee, um, we got a guy named Rambo. We call him Rambo. He, we refer to him as Pope Rambo. So he uh, he is the director of spiritual development. Uh, we've got, uh, I mean, we can go across the board with all, all the different committees. We have uh, we have a Christmas party. We've even, phoned, we've even formed a band they called okay. the Pickle Boys. And the Pickle Boys have now performed at the Pickleball JPL Christmas party. And they've also performed at the member guest, uh, which is held in June. Uh, a big party out at, our, at my place and everybody comes out and the Pickle Boys performed on a, on a big old flatbed trailer and hit play all the old classics. And so the, the league has gotten incredibly serious, like ridiculously serious playoffs, everything. And uh, we're heading into season seven, got my new partner. who's going to be Ryan Barr. who's a Liberty guy, good pickleball player. So it's going to be it's going to be uh, an, an exciting season. And to give you an idea of what it's like, there's now 18 members and there's a sub list because, you know, for whatever reason, three or four of the guys can't make it because they're out of town. I play every Tuesday night under the lights. I refer to it as refer to the courts as Hell's Half Acre. And um, we play under the Tuesday, Tuesday nights under the lights at Hell's Half Acre. And uh, whatever, for whatever reason, you know, three or four people can't make it. They're out of town, whatever it may, may be, obligation, another obligation. So we have subs. Well, if you're on the sub list, um, there's probably 40 people on the sub list that are trying to get in to be a, just to be a sub for a night. So it is absolutely blowing up. And it is probably I'm a big golfer. And I'll say this now. And I, you know, I love golf. Um Pickleball is probably the funnest sport that I've ever played, especially if you can get decent at it. Once you get decent at it, it becomes pretty fun. He's Joe Yock with Alcova Mortgage, <laughs> APL and Liberty. CEO. My, my CEO is my title now. Okay. He, he does it all <laughs> in Lindbergh, and uh, we're tickled that he has been a guest on our Hill City Highlights podcast, episode two. And uh, give us a rate, review, uh, let us know where you're listening from. And, Joe, we just appreciate your time here today. God bless you and uh, what you do around the community. Thanks, Al. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Hill City Highlights podcast. Have an idea for future shows? Email our team at hillcitypod at gmail.com. And join us each week for another episode of the Hill City Highlights podcast.